All right. Well, welcome to this episode of the Texas Tech edition of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. As you can guess, it is March and November. I am your host, Jackson Moody. And this is a bonus edition because we have a great tournament. Not only is it the first ever appearance for Texas Tech at the Maui Invitational, it's also Creighton's first ever appearance at the Maui Invitational. They're the only two newcomers to this tournament. So with me, I have a Creighton alum, Caleb Lovitz. Caleb, how are you doing? I'm feeling great. Really blessed to be a part of this awesome program and really excited to dive into it. All right. Well, I I am a little concerned about uh, having Caleb because he already said that he's going to say something that's going to make me mad. Uh, So he's just waiting to get there. And he also mentioned Chris Beard. So we'll see how this goes. Um, But (laughs) what we'll be doing today is we'll we'll preview the Maui Invitational. We'll go into a pretty good depth preview of the Texas Tech Creighton. But we're going to give our brackets, so we'll predict all 12 games, how we think they'll happen. But we'll start by introducing the teams. So what we thought about for this is we'll go by their AP poll rankings, say their ranking, say their record, and one thing we think of when we think of either their state or their city. So here we go. Awesome. So the first team on our list is number nine, Arkansas, who's 3-0. First thing I think about when I think about Arkansas is Song of the South by Alabama. Uh, up next, we got number 10 on the AP poll, Creighton, uh, my alma mater. We are 4-0 after our win tonight against UC Irvine. Nebraska um, is home to Creighton, so I obviously think about corn. Love corn. All right, so after that, we have Arizona. They are number 14 in the nation. They are 3-0. And when I think about the state of Arizona, I think about how they're very bad at counting. Uh, so <laughs> after that is San Diego State. They are number 17 in the country. Uh, they are 3-0, and and when I think about California, I think about Snoop Dogg, and also when I think about San Diego, I think about losing their NFL team. Um, after that, I have Texas Tech. They are 3-0, and uh, number 23 in the nation, and when I think of Texas, I think about capturing Santa Ana. Remember the Alamo. Uh, well, we lost that one, so not going to happen in the first round at this tournament, but then Ohio State, they are 3-0. and They are actually receiving votes in the AP poll. When I think about that, I think about U.S. soccer games versus Mexico. Every World Cup cycle since the 2002 one, they held it in Columbus, Ohio. However, they lost that right to this next city. Awesome. And next up, we got Cincinnati, who is 4-0. Whenever I think about Cincinnati, I think about their famous Skyline Chili and how it's just pasta with meat and cream cheese. I don't know how those people do it, but they really love it. And the final team on our list is the very sad Louisville, who is 0-3, who has lost all three of those games by one point. And when I think about those very sad games, I think about Tennessee Whiskey and how those people of that city are just drowning themselves in bourbon right now. (laughs) Well, I will say I love how uh, you just completely didn't say Louisville Slugger. You just said uh, Tennessee Whiskey, even though they are based in Kentucky. All right, so our first matchup in Maui will be Texas Tech against Creighton. Um, Obviously, we're going to start there. We're going to spend way more time on this matchup than any other one. Uh, but Creighton coming in at, at number 10, Texas Tech at number 23 in the nation. Um, this is an interestingly timed game because we've both taken this day off, haven't we? Oh, we have. There's a lot of other games going on in this day, um, but this is, in my opinion, the most important. Um, so the interesting with, thing with this one is this is at 1.30 p.m. Central Time, and the USA opens their World Cup at 1 p.m. So we have plans to have two screens up for that one. 
But previewing Creighton, I want to give Caleb some time to talk about their team, uh, some key players, and how they play. So the first thing I want to mention is that Greg McDermott, this is his absolute masterpiece of recruiting and putting a team together. Uh, we're one of four teams this year that have four people up for preseason nominations. Um, we're returning our 7-2 center, uh, Ryan Kalkbrenner. We're also returning our point guard, who was up for freshman of the year last year, Ryan Nemhard. Um, Arthur Kaluma is also up for Big East Player of the Year. Uh, we got the best transfer out of the entire slot out of San Diego State or um, South Dakota State. My apologies. Uh, with well, Baylor Schreiner, second bat, second best to AMAC. AMAC won't be playing. Yeah, uh, partially. But we're we're honestly a team that's about eight deep of starters. We're returning a few guys from the bench that are really good. Um, I honestly see us making a very deep run. We're predicted to win the Big East this year, and I agree with that prediction. Um, I honestly think that Texas Tech is about six deep, so I think they're going to hold their own. I think they're going to hold their own for the first half as well as the first about eight minutes of the second half. But I think that's where you're going to see our experience and our depth come in, and we're going to win this game by at least eight points. Jackson, thoughts? All right, so we are more than six deep. We have 11 pretty good players. Um, So our... Big issue for Texas Tech is we lost AMAC. Um, so that's okay in the starting lineup role because Bacho is a really good center. It looks like he has made a leap this year. We obviously have O'Banner playing at the four. At the one, we have Devion Harmon, um, who I really want our offense to run through him. Uh, I think Harmon's the heart going to be kind of the leader of this team. Uh, with O'Banner. I think at the two, we have Pop Isaacs and then Jalen Tyson, who looked really good in our first three games. Um, Are there any areas of weakness or concern that you have for Creighton? So one thing that Creighton really struggled with their first game was the three ball. Um, We honestly were known for our slogan of let it fly. Uh, We've had teams in the past that shot about 40% from three. I mean, your coach is Doug McDermott's dad. No, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but this year we're extremely well-rounded, which I really like. We have two guys who can shoot it extremely well. Baylor, from the transfer from uh, South Dakota State, who I mentioned. But the thing that I really like about us is that we have two seven-footers. we got a freshman coming in, King Jr., number 33, who's doing extremely well. Kalk Brenner, Defensive Player of the Year last year for the Big East. Um, our one weakness might be shooting the three. So if you're able to ISO and really lock down the post, we may struggle, but I feel like we have enough weapons on the perimeter to do well. So I think that's really interesting. I think this game may come down to how Creighton shoots because we play a no-middle defense and we leave a lot of three-pointers kind of open. Um, it looks like we haven't been the quickest at closing out so far this year. I think we'll get there by conference play. Um, another issue for us is just our depth in the big position. Because with Fardaw's out, we really only have Bacho that's a true center. Um, we do have kind of a fourth guy who could play down low. But then we have KJ Allen in there who seems to get, be getting the third most minutes out of the bigs. He is a good rebounder, but he's only about 6'8". He's a big guy. He's a good rebounder. He's good at boxing out. But I think y'all could take advantage of us there. I definitely agree, um, especially with King Jr., uh, mainly because he has a lot of versatility. He's very good. He has a three shot, which is really surprising to me, but he's also just a very big boy in the post, and he can post people up. He's more of a guy who will get fouls and play very aggressive. Kalkrunner is more of a guy who just disrupts shots in the post, so 
no one's really able to drive on us because he's there. Um, he's really good at sliding and helping with adding defense, especially for guys, uh, point guards, and people who are slashers and can cut to the rim. Um, we He doesn't really ever get in foul trouble, but you know I think we're going to do well. All right. Um, so I think fra- we talked a lot about Creighton's offense. I think Tech's offense, I want this game running through Harmon. This game needs to run through Devion Harmon because I I think Pop Isaacs has insane potential. He's the purest point guard that we have on this roster, but he has 13 turnovers in three games against not not bad opposition by any means. When you see Texas Southern, Louisiana, Tech Northwestern State on the schedule, you don't think they're very good, uh, but Texas Southern beat Arizona State. Louisiana Tech could be a tournament team and be a 12 or 3. 13 seed at that. And then uh, Northwestern State. I want to pull this fact. Do you know a fact about one player on the Northwestern State roster? They just beat TDCU. I do not. Uh, one of their players has one arm. So they won with one arm. You know, honestly, Against- TCU, I, I agree with them being number three in the nation for football, but they may need to cancel their basketball program a lot like Louisville, who is on the brink of doing that. All right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think asking Texas, this is a winnable game for Texas Tech. I think we both agree. It's going to be a good game either way. Um, In my opinion, I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. I think that's the way Greg likes to play. And I think if we get into a kind of a shootout with Texas Tech, that's a game that we can win. I think they're going to try to contain us. Yeah, Yeah, I I mean, if this is a high-scoring game, I trust Creighton more. I do think Texas Tech has a higher opportunity to win higher scoring games than last season because last season we were really just – we did not have much offensively. Um, but if it's a low-scoring game, I trust Texas Tech to make the stops. I think the problem for Texas Tech is this is three games in. You're playing probably a team that is top 10 now, probably won't be top 10 when the new rankings come out. Wise. Well – they're number 10, and Texas just whooped up on Gonzaga. So that's another thing that I'd like to talk about. There's no good basketball teams on the West Coast, and that's something that I'll die on a hill for. Um, I think the Pac-12, the WAC, all these teams in the West Coast, they understand that they're not the caliber to the rest of the country, and they'll figure it out eventually. Um, well, but Creighton is not in that category. Oh, well, yeah, Nebraska's not quite West Coast. But did you know— We don't coast. Okay. Uh, y'all doing some games. Y'all doing second round tournament games. You know, we'll get there. Uh, well, did you know that the Pac-12, you know they played a HBCU Classic. They played six games. Do you know what their record was in those six games? I'm hoping at least 500. Yeah, they got three and three. And that was oh my it. gosh. <laughs> they didn't win it. Um, but yeah, I, I think this may be a bridge too far for Texas Tech. But who knows? Um, I'm, who do you have winning this game? I got Creighton winning this game. I have them winning by less than 10 points. I think this will be a very close game, um, but I think we will pull it out in the end because of Greg McDermott's uh, ability to coach, and I think our set plays are what's going to really drive us apart. Um, Our set plays are very much modeled after the Golden State Steve Kerr team, which you know I think we we run a very similar system to. Oh, okay. Um... (laughs) Sorry, you confused me with one of those names. Uh, for I, I think it could be a bridge too far, but I'm going to go Homer, and I am going to pick Texas Tech to win the game. 
It's going to be a tight one. I think we keep it low scoring. I think it runs through Harmon. I think O'Banner has a day. I think Bacho has a coming out party. And I think Tech wins this one. You have Creighton. I have Tech. You know, I think um, we can agree that we're probably going to disagree on that one. But I think something that we could agree on is the over or under. Do you think this game is going to be a high scoring game or a low scoring game in general? Low scoring. Interesting. If it was high scoring, I wouldn't pick Tech. <laughs> I think it's going to be high scoring. So I guess that's going to be the key to the game to watch. If you see at halftime this game is over 100 points, there's going to be a lot of questions. So, in other words, we don't agree on anything from no, this game. No, we do not. Okay. Roll Jays. Okay. Reckon. Um, so, question. Are we making a bet on this game? We are. $100, uh, Moneyline, Creighton. I, I was thinking of a funner bet. Um, so, Tech wins. I text Dana. Uh, <laughs> what do you give Creighton wins? <laughs> you thought you I'll could throw me I'll replay the Alamo. Okay. I'll replay the Alamo for Texas. All right. You thought you could. You could. You thought you could throw me off by saying Chris Beard. So the second and by far the least interesting game of the day: zero and three Louisville against the top ranked team Arkansas. Uh, what do you think here? I think Louisville lose by one point for the fourth straight game. Um, you know, one thing about Louisville, the way this tournament schedule sets up, they can go from 0-3 to 0-6 within 48 hours. You know, they don't really, they don't have a very strong guy at the helm. Um, I really don't think they're going to be able to win or find a way to, to salvage the season uh, with just the horrific start that they've had. They have some players who are doing well, but... No, they're done. You know what's really funny? They are 0-3 with L. Ellis averaging 24 points a game. He scored 29 in their last two. <laughs> they're 0-3. But yeah, um, I'm taking Arkansas to win this. We both have that. Um, I think we can both agree. We don't agree on the first game, but we can both agree that neither of our teams are going into the seventh place game. Because I think we're, whoever loses is being Louisville. No, Louisville's a lock for that seventh place game. They're going to lose their way into that, and then it's going to be an absolute dogfight that they'll lose by one point yet again. All right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Louisville, I, I am taking their spread. I, don't, I, I bet it's a double-digit spread in favor of Arkansas. I'm taking Louisville and the points. I think that's very smart. I agree with that. They have a pendency for close games. I don't know if I said that word correctly. Uh, Ohio State versus San Diego State. Uh, looking at Ohio State, they have Sensible averaging 17 points a game. Zed Key has 12.3 rebounds a game. San Diego State, um, you obviously know them well from last year's team, uh, where you all beat them in the first round, right? Yes. So that team, in my, uh, in my memory and how we play them, is that they're very tall. They're very lanky. They get a lot of rebounds. Um, they run a lot of set plays. They get a lot of very good systematic offense. I really like them against this Ohio State team. I think the Ohio State team needs to get them in like more of a run-and-gun kind of game to win. Um, but I think San Diego State does a really good job of slowing the game down. And that's why they're ranked 17 overall. Either way, I think one advantage is to like San Diego State or teams built like them, built more like Texas Tech where they don't really like to run opponents after Barrett Peavy left. Um, it's really hard to win three straight games in three days with a run and gun team. No, 100%. You get tired quick. Um, and that's why I think San Diego State's poised to do well. 
This could be an upset, though. Like, this this game, I think, is going to yeah. be good either way. I think these teams have a lot of parity between it's, them. It's number 17 versus the team receiving votes and on the top half of teams receiving votes. So, I, I think it's going to be a good game, fun game to watch. I have San Diego State, too. Um, after that, we have Arizona and Cincinnati. That's the last game of the first day. Cincinnati, David DeJulius, he's a guard, their leading scorer with 18.2 points a game. And then, oh my gosh, Azulas Tubilis? That's uh, not right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's Greek. Uh, he has 20 points a game. Uh, I like that. I, I kind of like Arizona for the same reason I like San Diego State. San Diego State's leading scorer was a forward, Jaden Lee. I think that benefits you to have good post play in a tournament like this where maybe you slow it down. You know you have three games in three days. You're not trying to play up tempo. So I have Arizona winning this game. I honestly have Cincinnati winning this game. I think it's going to be an extremely close game either way. Uh, But I think Cincinnati is better at making the clutch shot. I think they have better plays and I like their coach better. And in close games in college, I always go with the coach. So I'm going to stick with Cincy on this one. Okay. So next up, we'll just run through the loser's bracket really quickly, what we both have. Uh, I'll let Caleb go first with the first game. You have Tech and Louisville. Who do you have? I got Tech winning that one, and, uh, and, and pretty handily too as well. All right, yeah. I have Creighton versus Louisville. I have Creighton winning that one. Next game, you have Ohio State versus Arizona. Who do you have there? I got Arizona in that one. I think Arizona's going to do well. Um, it, it'll be close. Um, I think there's a lot of parity in that team as well. Both those games, but I think I got Arizona. All right, and uh, I have Ohio State, Cincinnati. I have Ohio State. Um, in the fifth place game, I have Creighton beating Ohio State. Who do you have between Tech and Arizona? I got Tech winning that one. So with that, Tech goes two and one in the tournament, one and one against top twenty-five teams, top fifteen teams really at the moment. Um, in the seventh place game, Louisville versus or I have Creighton beating Ohio State for fifth. I have Louisville versus Cincinnati in my seventh place game, and I have Cincinnati being Louisville. They go from 0-3 to 0-6 within 48 hours. All right, all right. Let's talk about this winner's bracket. Well, who do you have, Louisville or Ohio State? Ohio State. Louisville's going to lose all their games, 100%. That's a lock. That's a lock, folks. All right, so we'll go to the semifinals. I'll let Caleb start. He has Creighton versus Arkansas. Yeah, uh, you know, this is number nine versus number 10. Um, I think Creighton is going to win this one. Um, I honestly think our depth compiled with our size and our ability to shoot the three is going to be a perfect storm to beat Arkansas and carry us all the way. All right. Um, I have Tech versus Arkansas in this one. Do I get off the Tech bandwagon? I think I do. I think I do. I, I gave one homer pick. I think that's still going to be tough for this team to go 3-0 in three days with how young they are, how many freshmen there are. So I think Arkansas beats them in the semifinal. Uh, Next one, we have a different semifinal again. You have San Diego State versus Cincinnati. You go first. So one thing we both agree on is that San Diego State's going to win the game against Ohio State. Um, I think the only difference is Arizona versus Cincinnati. And the thing is, is I really believe that San Diego State, they just have – such a good program. I think they're going to win this one with their size, ability to rebound, uh, box out. Not a lot of second chance points for their people that they go against. Um, so I'm going to stick with San Diego State here. All right. And uh, I have San Diego State versus Arizona. I have Arizona taking that one. I They play a pretty European style. Um, I like Arizona in this one. They have a lot of European guys. I'm not even going to tr- try to 
run through their non- roster and pronounce their names. Very fair. But um, I have Texas Tech versus San Diego State in the third place game. I have Tech winning that one, actually. Uh, and then you have Arkansas-Cincinnati. Who do you have winning that? I got Arkansas. Arkansas is a very good team, folks. You should watch them. They're going to make yeah. the tournament, in my opinion. Um, well, well, don't know no. the seed. Well, no, I'm talking about like the Sweet Six or the March Madness. Um, oh. I think Arkansas is going to be a good team in the entire SEC. They might win the SEC, in my opinion. Um, any thoughts on that, Jackson? So I like how your bold prediction is the team that's ranked number nine in the nation is going to make the NCAA tournament. I know. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? You folks agree at home? All right. Um, so <laughs> in the final, I have Arkansas versus Arizona. I have, I'm going to ride with Arizona. I like their – so you have Arizona coming six. I have them coming first and winning this tournament. I would actually like Texas Tech against Arizona, even if they played in third place, if they played in the title game. Uh, but I have Zona, Arizona. They're bad at counting, but I think they win the tournament. I got Creighton versus San Diego State in the final. I think that we know how to play the San Diego State team. We've played them in the Maui Invitation before and lost against them. I think that Greg McDermott's going to make adjustments. I think we win this game. I think we win it by over 10 points in the final. Y'all have not played them in the Maui Invitational. This is your first one. 2019? I don't think so. We'll we'll fact check that. But anyways, uh, so that's a rematch of last year's first round game in the final, and you have Creighton winning. Um, So that's our bracket. I have Tech coming third, going 2-1. You have Tech coming Fifth going two and one, still one and one against top twenty-five teams. So we both have that one in common. Um, actually, I have them two and one against top twenty-five teams. Um, so I, the last thing I want to talk about with regards to Maui is what is success for both of these two teams? Is three and zero success for you? Is two and one and either being third or first or, or third or second success? Or would fifth place at a two and one record qualify as a successful tournament? What are you happy with? I think that we need to find a way to stress test this team, this Creighton team. Um, as a lot of the media in Omaha has said, this is the best team that Greg McDermott's ever assembled. We want to see ourselves against a really strong team. We want to see how they react. Um, we feel very strong in so many different parts of the game. So honestly, if we were able to find a way that there are some cracks in the shield, that'd be great. Um, honestly, this tournament's a win-win for Creighton. I think we might win out. If we do not, we're going to find our weaknesses, and it's going to make us stronger for Big East play. So, 2-1 and one record, are you happy with it? If, even if it co- means coming in second to fifth? If it's a close game, yes. If we get blown out by any team in this tournament, I would be surprised. Thoughts? That's fair. Um, for Texas Tech, I think it's kind of unfair for Tech to base whether it's a success or not, whether they win their first round game, because you are playing number 10, probably number 11 in the nation at that point. Do you agree that that might be one of the most exciting games of the entire tournament? Oh, yeah. I, that's definitely the best first-round matchup. I think if Creighton plays Arkansas in the second round, two top 10 teams at the moment, probably top 11 because Texas is 11. I assume they jump Creighton yep. unless Gonzaga really falls, which is also a possibility. Um, I, th- I think that's definitely the matchup of the first round, one of the best games in the tournament. So even if Texas Tech loses that, um, I think they should beat Louisville and then – the success would be dependent on the fifth place game. Now, if Texas Tech loses to Creighton and loses to Louisville, I think the tournament's a complete failure. Um, if they beat Creighton, 
lose to like Arkansas, lose to San Diego State, Arizona. It's not a complete failure. It's a di- not a great result, but not bad. Um, if you can find some cracks that, as you said, that, okay, this is what we have to improve on. Um, but I think, I, I think two and one's the standard for this team, whether that's a fifth place finish or a second place finish. I think that's the standard this team needs to reach. Um, so that's going to do it with our Maui preview. I'm going to talk for a few minutes about our Iowa state game here. All right. So it's just me now. Um, at the end of this, we'll actually talk for a few minutes about the world cup. So I'll let you know if you don't care about the world cup, when you should turn that off. But, uh, Texas tech plays Iowa state this weekend. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be in the snow. Um, look, Joey McGuire came out and said the reason that we have conditioning in January outside is because you're getting ready for these games against Ames or against Iowa State in Ames. And I think it's going to be a fun test. Um, I think their defense isn't great. They are the worst rushing offense in the Big 12. They are one of the worst passing offenses in the Big 12. I think that we have the secondary I think we have the corners and with uh, Rabbit, and I think we have the secondary over the top to contain their best receiver. Um, so this is a game that Texas Tech is underdogs in, according to the spread. But I believe this is a game Texas Tech should win. Texas Tech should win this game. That should be the standard. And if we win this game, if we win this game, this is our best Big 12 record since 2015, seven years in Joey McGuire's first year. This is a great opportunity for this team on the road to finally win a road game for the first time this year to clinch your best Big 12 record since 2015. I think this is a great chance for Texas Tech to prove what they have in them. And I think Texas Tech does win this game on the defensive side of the ball. It's going to be difficult. I think it's low scoring. Obviously, losing Tyree Wilson hurts, but he wasn't, he, he was definitely capable in uh, disrupting the run game, but he wasn't our star run disruptor. I think our front seven does contain them. It's going to be a low scoring game. We need to find a way to score points. We need to find a way to score points. And you know what that means? Run the damn football. Run the damn football. Run it. And I think we will. I think we will. Uh, we have four good running backs. Sir Roderick Thompson, Taj Brooks, Cameron Valdez, and Bryson Donnell. Um, so I think that, look, you keep one of them in the game. Three of them are by the heaters on the bikes, keeping their legs warm. And I think Texas Tech does win this game. It's going to be an ugly game. The over-under last I checked was 48 and a half. I am taking the under. I think this is a 17, 13, 17, 14 type of game. I think Texas Tech does win this game. All right, so I want to thank Caleb Lovitz for joining me. Um, So our next podcast, I record these on Monday. Caleb has already volunteered to be on our next one with me. We'll talk about the Texas Tech Creighton game. um, And we'll also, he'll be with me Saturday night watching Texas Tech Iowa State. So he'll have some thoughts on that one. We may have to let him talk a little bit about his Nebraska Cornhuskers. um, But it's kind of funny because he'll get sad during it. Um, always happens, baby. <laughs> always. So I will say, um, your predictions are kind of wild. Sometimes you tell me, oh, in six months, Russia's going to invade Ukraine. Um, and then other times you tell me, oh, Nebraska's going 10-2 and two in football this year. You know, yeah, I've been known for my, uh, my bold takes. Um, 
I honestly thought with the hire of Mark Whipple, um, who's honestly he is an offensive mastermind. Uh, we would do a lot better this year, but you know, Nebraska, we're not going to make a bowl. We're not, we don't have a head coach. We don't have a coach. We don't have a lot of stuff, but you know, you're a lot, you're a lot like Iowa state after this week after tech beats him. But anyways, we'll have him back. Um, so I will say part of the way I got him to agree to come on is so that he can talk about the world cup. So if you only want to listen to Texas tech, only one, the Iowa state stuff, the Maui preview, I hope that y'all learned something about Creighton. Um, go ahead and turn this off. But for the next seven, eight minutes, uh, now that we're at the 28-minute mark, we'll be talking about the World Cup and USA's chances. So if you don't want to hear about that, go ahead and shut us off. Find something else. And uh, if you do, stay listening. Um, so, Caleb, USA opens with Wales. Your thoughts on this first game? You know, I know there's a lot of controversy with the uh, lineup and stuff, but I honestly believe that this team is a very high-octane offense. I believe that we're going to score two goals this game. Um, I believe our center backs are good enough to hold off any goals. Uh, Bale, as you've seen with LAFC, you know, he's good at sneaking in and finding a way to score a goal. I think we're going to be able to beat Wales. Um, I predict us to get two to three goals this game, hold them to one to two. There's going to be a lot of scoring in this game either way, in my opinion. Who's your first goal scorer? Christian Pulisic, um, golden boy. Okay. It's Pulisic. After he chose the U.S. over Croatia, he said he wanted to be called Pulisic because it's more American. I like that. But the boy from Hershey, Pennsylvania, I will say in our opening match, I really want Tim Ream to start at center back. Alongside Walker Zimmerman, he's locked in. We've had injuries to Miles Robinson, who was our number one center back. Uh, then we had, shoot, who is Chris Richards, uh, who probably would have been starting alongside Walker Zimmerman. But I heard from my spies in Qatar, not spies, I follow a Twitter account. Spies. Uh, very, very public. But that, it was Tim Ream practicing with the starters. And it looks like we're going with that MMA midfield, Musa, McKinney, Adams. It looks like McKinney will get the start. I would not mind Aronson in there at the start. Obviously, we have Pulisic on the left wing. Seems like Ferreira up top. It could be Josh Sargent. He's in good form for Norwich City in the championship. Um, On the right wing, who do you want starting? We have Weah. We have Reyna. We have Aronson. Who do you want? I like uh, Wea. I honestly really like um, yeah. I like Wea on the right wing. I like uh, Reyna coming off the bench. I think he would do incredibly well and to help us very much in the second half. But I really think that what Wayne has done for us uh, so far and where he's at in his fitness level, I think he's a great right winger to start. Yeah, I, I think we go with Timothy Wea. Obviously, he's the son of a Ballon d'Or winner, George Wea, the best player in African history. Um, so I think Timothy Weah starts out on the right for us. And then I think, I think both of them, so we get five subs. I think both of both McKinney or Musa could be either one will be subbed out, uh, as well as Weah at some point for either for Reyna and Aronson. I I'm not sure about Reyna's fitness level. He is coming off an injury. McKinney's also coming off an injury. So I think McKinney and Weah are our first two pulled. And Aronson, who, Aronson, oh my, I love Aronson. I love Aronson. I'll tell you what, he is going to be so good. Him and Tyler Adams play together for Leeds under Jesse Marsh. I think, I think uh, Greg Berhalter gets the sack. The manager, I think he gets a sack. 
after this World Cup and that we hired Jesse Marsh. Um, but I really, I would love to see Aronson. He is just nonstop competitiveness, nonstop work rate. And then we also have Reyna, who this guy's just something else. I mean, he's doing tricks here and there, everywhere. He's just all over it. I, I would love to see Reyna and Aronson come on at the same time as a burst of energy. The only problem with Wales is they play a low block. They don't have much speed up top. So that's why I'm trusting Reem because he is not a fast guy. Otherwise, I'd prefer longer Carter Vickers. But I do think that we get the win in this one. Uh, next, we have England. What are your thoughts on England? Obviously, like in 1776, we're going to beat uh, England. We might be the dogs in this game, but we're going to probably win by a couple goals. They do have a very deep, they have an extremely deep lineup. They have a very good and very skilled starting nine. Um, I think we just find a way. I think a lot like you said, we have the passion for it with Aronson, with Pulisic, with all these guys. We're going to find a way to win. Um, I honestly think that game, they're going to play a lot of English football. So I think they're going to try to defend and build from the back. I don't think they're going to do a lot of counterattack. And I think we have the speed um, and also the ability to score goals on the counterattack, which is how I think we're going to get our goals. Yeah, it's definitely going to be off the counter. I think we have more of the ball against Wales and Iran. Um, I agree. So we have liked playing a possession-based game um, where we keep a lot of the possession. We play a high line. But there have been signals from Burhalter by calling up Reen that maybe we're not going to play the high line because it didn't work last window. And so I, I think that we will be a counterattacking team. I really like Pulisic. I really like I really like all four of our wingers. I am skeptical to bits about our striker position. And I am so mad that Jordan Peefock is not in this roster. Because this guy can head the ball in. He played well for Union Berlin. He was part of the reason that they were on the top of the Bundesliga table for so long. And they were one of the poorest squads, poorest teams in the Bundesliga. And they were top of the table. But Haji Wright can also head it in. He's the leading scorer in the Turkish lead. Uh, Sargent's in good form. Ferreira, I don't know if I trust him. I don't. I, I think Ferreira can start against Wales. I prefer Sargent because he's used to playing against Premier League players and Championship players, which is where all Wales players come from. Mm-hmm. However, he was not successful against Premier League players, which is completely where the English team comes from other than Jude Bellingham. But I am skeptical on their center backs if they play the back three. They'd like to use Kyle Walker in that right center back position because, because of his speed, but they didn't. But Kyle Walker's hurt. So they're going to start Jones, Stones and McGuire. We know that. And they play with the third center back. Dyer's not good in a three center back set. And Connor Cody's not a good center back to begin with. No, I agree, and I also agree with you on your um, your idea that our strikers are you know they're they're questionable. You know, we got Ferrer, we got Sargent, yeah. we got a few other guys who you know you could say like they might be special, but yeah. our Wright's the third. Our real special guys are coming from the wings, and honestly, you could yeah. throw. I say way I want to start, but Reyna is also a guy who I could see score goals for this team. He could come off the bench and oh, score. Yeah. He could start oh, and yeah. score goals. Um, I think that's he why. scored that first goal in the Nations League. Exactly. Finally. I could see us having a lot of guys and try to push on the counterattack. I think our center backs are good enough with their precision and with their accuracy to get the passes down. 
Um, I could honestly see like one or two passes being absolutely crucial in this game and they'll convert to goals. Um, I don't see us being a huge team that's like a, a Manchester City or Manchester United who's just going to play around the box for a while. That's not – we don't have the strikers who can do that, and I don't think we have the tactics to do that. So I could see us losing 4-0 to England. I could also see us beating them. Like, our guys are fearless. They're too young. They're too stupid to know any better. Exactly. But these guys, Tyler Adams plays in the Premier League. Musa plays in La Liga. Uh, McKinney plays in uh, Serie A in the Champions League as well. Mm-hmm. Pulisic. Champions League winners. Pulisic carried champ – Carried Chelsea through the Champions League semifinal against uh, Real Madrid a couple of years ago. Reyna, he has no fear of anybody. He plays in the Bundesliga, the Champions League. And Weah, he, he played for a team that taught PSG a couple of years ago to win Ligue 1 in France. In France. And then Aronson, he plays in the Premier League. Um, I think a really scary matchup is against Iran. They have a couple good guys up top. Uh, one plays for Porto, one plays for Bayern Leverkusen. Um, I still think we're a better team than them. I do as well. Um, I honestly think our entire group comes down to the England game. And if well, you, if to, you, to win the group. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. I, I think to get out, it's going to come down to Iran. And I could see England not coming out of this group. I don't trust Harry Maguire. He's played three games all year for Manchester United. And they left... The defending Serie A defensive player of the year, the most defensive league in the world. They left him Tamori at home. You know, I like to think about the most. I, I got a friend who always said, "Keep it simple." Uh, my friend, um, as a acronym, and I honestly think that the United States and England are going to come out of this group. I think that'd be very fair. Um, I think Wales, if they get enough goals, might sneak one of the few three spots that come out. But I, I honestly see the United States and England coming through with flying colors because they have too much to lose. Both these teams have too much to lose, in my opinion. So you know a lot about the teams. You don't know much about the format. I thought they let two of the three seeds in. No, no, not at the World Cup. Possibly at the 2026. They're talking about... Uh... 12 groups of four, but no, not at the World Cup. It's oh, just shoot. the top two. I have uh, USA and England coming out. I think the USA tops the group. I, it could go either way. Honestly, um, I'd flip a coin, and in that coin, it always falls American, so I'd say that we'd win it, but, you know. I, it, o- I only have American coins. Yeah. Oh, you don't have any pounds? No. No? <laughs> that worthless thing? No. It's been de- uh, deflating. I like to lose lately. pounds. At the gym. All right. Anyways, that's going to do it for us here. Caleb will be joining me on Monday as well uh, to recap Texas Tech Iowa State and the Texas Tech Creighton game. And by that point, we will preview Texas Tech versus their next opponent and we'll throw a little Creighton preview in there, hopefully in the loser's bracket. But hopefully, next time I come talking to y'all, we are talking about Texas Tech in the winner's bracket of the Maui Invitational and. Of course, Texas Tech having their best record in Big 12 play since 2015. Uh, Thanks for listening. I will talk to you all again Monday. It will be released on Tuesday.